Let's talk about the UK's air pollution contributing to the death of a nine-year-old. Let's also discuss BMG's discovery that some black artists have been paid significantly less royalties than their white counterparts. What about the virus mutating in the UK? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. You have to start giving first and expect absolutely nothing. The Dalai Lama. So, this week has been an eventful week, as usual, as, as, as every day this year has been, to be fair. But, um, yes, so this week uh, we start off with Harry. Harry and Meghan um, have signed a lucrative deal with Spotify um, to produce a podcast. Um, it's for an undis- undisclosed sum, but you can bet your bottom dollar it's a, it's a pretty penny. Um, it's going to be in partnership with their um, audio company, Archie Well. Uh, so, yeah, so that is, we, we look out for that. Um, the more podcasts, the better, I say. And there's loads of room for new podcasts. So I'll be interested to see what they put together. Um, Especially as they, you know, they're moving like as much as they can as ordinary citizens, you know, doing their own thing. So it should be quite, quite revealing for sure. Um, unfortunately, uh, Charlie Pride, a uh, country music singer, died of COVID-19. Um, he was an American um, country music singer. Um, he died of 86, uh, sorry, died at the age of 86. Um, he rose to fame in the 1960s um, and passed away the last um, Saturday just gone. Um, he had uh, 52 of his songs reached uh, the top 10 uh, of the country charts, including hits such as All I Have to Offer You Is Me and Kiss an Angel Good Morning. So, I mean, I, to be fair, I, I didn't know much about um, this artist, um, but he was i mean I'll, I'll look into his music now now that i know he's um he's passed and this this is what usually happens you know you people pass and then it's like okay who who were they you know they seem to be quite prevalent in their in their field i mean he was very prevalent i mean he he won like three grammys um over his time over his lifetime so he's and he was inducted into the um country music hall of fame in 2000 so and the, only the second African-American um, to become a member. So, yeah, he's definitely um, at, was at the top of his game. So I'm sure he's definitely sorely missed by his fans and family, for sure. But, yeah, Charlie Pride is his name. So definitely look out for him. Um, so, like I said, it's been a... We're coming up to the end of the year. Um, it's been an extraordinary year for all the wrong reasons, to be fair. But... Um, it doesn't end here. Uh, we've got now we've got a new variant of this corona um, virus identified in in England. Um, in the week, Matt, Ho- Matt Hancock uh, said that um, there's it's been recorded in about sixty different local authorities. This new uh, variation. Um, he let the World uh, Health Organization know. Um, and yeah, it's you know it seems to be a faster strain. Um, 70 percent times more transmissible, um, but not thought to be any more lethal or any more deadly. So it's just you know just moves a lot faster and it's much more easy to catch. So moving on from that, 
um, this Saturday daytime. Um, there were marches, uh, anti-lockdown uh, marches up and down the country. Um, so that happened during the daytime. And then by the evening, uh, Boris had an emergency announcement to make, basically stating that um, the boroughs that are in tier three would now move into a brand new tier four. Um, which means that well, it means uh, it means loads of different things. I mean, obviously, you need to check it out on the Gov's website um, to find out exactly what it means. But um, things like the gym um, close and all of this kicks into place um, at midnight, um, twenty twenty. So as you listen to this, it, it's it's you're waking up to this. It's happening now. So um, so yeah, and they will review it, review it at the end of the month, the thirtieth of December, to see where they go from there. Um, to, and people, whoever's in the, I've not the, the whole country is not in tier four, but London definitely is, and which means that you can't come into London, you can't go out of London, you can't even fly, you can't you can't travel. Um, the whole Christmas break that they was talking about having, they're no longer doing that. Uh, no house mixing. Um, so yes, but I mean they they did say that it's. Uh, it's this earlier on in the week they actually said that. They didn't, Boris didn't actually speak about this, but in the week they spoke about um, it being the same strain as the mink version in Denmark, N501Y, apparently. Um, so, I mean, I, I said in previous pods um, that I'm just re I was just surprised how one week uh, the Denmark mink version came out and then the next week with, with the uh, vaccine come out and then there was no more talk about this mink version until this week so um yeah yeah it's just interesting how, how things get reported to be fair but I've been, I've been following it keenly and and you know i kind of trying to make sense out of nonsense to be fair um but since this has all happened um, the dutch government has been the first ones to say um no no air travel from the uk since this variance um come about so this mutation, you know, the virus. And apparently these, these viruses can mutate time and time again and, and stuff. So we just have to see how it goes. We just have to see how it goes. I think in Denmark, not in Denmark, in, um, in the Netherlands, um, they, where they've banned uh, travel, they've actually had a couple of um, infections of the same thing there as well. So it seems like it's all connected. It, I, I mean, I'd be very surprised if there's any difference in these, these variations. It seems like this is just the next level of where the vaccine, not vaccine, the, the virus has gone to, you know, and it will be like that all over the planet at some stage. So I, I suppose my question is, you know, do these, these, this tier system, is it working, you know? Um, and has anything worked better than the full lockdown that you had in April, I think it was April, May? Um, you know, because, yeah, I... I, I, I mean, as much as, you know, these lockdowns are very um, restrictive and, you know, all of the negative sides to, to them. Um, if we're talking about in regards to the virus and, and the numbers and stuff like that, it seems like that first lockdown was the only thing that really worked. And it seems like we're kind of leading ourselves there anyway. You know, we've gone from tier one, two, and now we've got three and four. So, I don't know, for, by the time we get to five and six, I'm sure it's going to be just like it was in at the beginning of the year but time will tell um and i and i suppose as well when the when the mink variation came out 
um, it was the question I was asking, will this uh, vaccine work against it? You know, and again, time will tell. Time will definitely tell. So, so we'll have to see. Um, I mean, the, it's, it's funny how we're not really talking about the lockdown in November um, and, uh, you know, a month lockdown in November ended on December the 2nd and then now we've opened back up. It's only been 18 days. Um, and for me, I, I mean, I can see that, like, as I said, the original lockdown gave us a few months of freedom, you know, in regards to movement and, and the numbers not going up, the R number not going up. Um, but a month, I mean, we can see now, a month gives us 18 days, you know. So, you know, I, I think after, after this year's over, after, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a, quite an extended um, version of, of lockdown. Um, but we'll, we'll see. But um, I can't, I can't see how a month of lockdown makes much difference, and then everybody comes out to do Christmas shopping and everything else they need to do before Christmas kicks in. So it was, I'm not really surprised that we're we're in the situation we're in. But um, but yeah, we 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 have to work through it. I know obviously it's it's an absolute nightmare for a lot of people, depending on their mindset, depending on what they had planned. Um, for me, this year is not really about making long distance plans, you know. Um, you're kind of setting yourself up to fail, I feel, if you're setting any long term plans. Um, and if you do, you need to be mindful that, you know, they're subject, subject to change and more than likely will change, you know. It reminds me of a, a saying a wise person once said, you know, if you want to. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans, you know, and that, that has never been a truer saying than now. Um, but over in America, um, the, Moder the Modernus um, vaccine has now been approved by the US. Um, so that is a, another one to the, to the mix. I think there's, uh, I think there's, there must be two now. Yeah, there must be two. But you hear about so many of them, soon it's going to be hard to keep up with how many there are. But yeah, so that's, we'll see how that one works out. Um, it's interesting enough. It's I know that you know during the year there was talk about them, you know, going to Africa and using the vaccine in Africa first. Um, and I'm glad they haven't done that, as far as I know. I haven't heard anything about vaccines happening in Africa. I don't think there's been any vaccinations in Africa to date. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, what what the what the public feel about it once the vaccine does reach Africa. But as I said, to date, I haven't heard anything about it. I haven't heard any talk about that. Um, but I think it's a good thing that they didn't uh, start off in, in Africa. Um, that would have caused so many problems on so many levels. Um, but yeah. But um, yeah, so we will see how that goes. Um, okay, also, um, unfortunately, there was, uh, we've lost another young person um, last Sunday, actually. Um, sun, last Sunday, the 13th of December, there was reports of stabbing in um, St. Anne's Road in, in Harrow. Um, and a 23-year-old man was found um, dying with um, stab wounds. And next of kin has been informed, etc. But they haven't released the name of the person. Um, again, you know, as always, anytime we have to speak about that, it's, it is 
you know, it's, it's always sad. So death is always sad, um, but especially when it's a young person, you know. Um, so, yeah, my <coughs> thoughts and prayers go out to the family. Um, yeah, uh, especially with all it, again, with, with, with the restrictions, you know, when you talk about burying people and funerals, you know, that whole process, you know, I've got a friend who's, who's, um, putting together a funeral now um, for the weekend you know these things are not easy at the best of times but it's it's definitely very very challenging through through these times with all the restrictions um hopefully this new tier four situation doesn't add any um restrictions to what restrictions are already there but yeah my thoughts go out to anybody that's dealing with death and bereavement at this time at any time to be fair um there was a uh, Nigerian school attack, attack in Nigeria, um, 11th of December. Um, uh, a school in, in Nigeria, hundreds of boys t um, taken, kid kidnapped, um, I think about 300 boys. Um, but thankfully, they've all been reun reunited with their family this week. Um, it, was, it was for, initially, I think Boko Haram took, took uh, credit for it. Um, but it's thought that that it wasn't actually Boko Haram. It was thought it might have been some bandits um, planning on doing some sort of ransom. So, but either way, regardless of who it was, it's it's a repugnant crime. You know, three hundred children. You know, it, it's um, it must have been a harrowing experience. Um, but yeah, just glad that they're home, man. That's that is glad that they're home. But they definitely need to get on top of what's going on in Nigeria in regards to these them sort of situations. Um, so something I spoke about a couple of podcasts ago, uh, Hampshire Police Unit, um, a really toxic unit uh, that somebody had recorded some of the um, the talk that was going on between them. Um, and this is basically the, the, the Northern Serious um, Organised Crime Unit. And so basically they were said to be really toxic, a lot of homophobic, racism, sexism, um, and misconduct, you know, various types. But... They've been now convicted um, or found guilty of misconduct um, and they could be dismissed. It says they could be dismissed when everything reconvenes January the 4th, January the 4th 2021. Um, I don't know why it could be, should be, you know, would be even in that sentence. It, it should be, you know, so let's, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, also, the unconscious bias training uh, that was uh, the, the government has talked about um, scrapping it, the ministers um, saying that the unconscious bias training um, for civil service in England has been urged to be scrapped um, saying that the, the training um, there's no evidence that it changes attitudes um, so they're basically urging urging that it be scrapped basically um, which I think is um, quite quite telling. Um, you know, it'd be interesting to see what they're going to replace it with. If they, if they're not going to do it, what 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 are they going to do? Because for me, I think unconscious bias training is good for everybody. You know, we've all got things that we're unconscious that we do, and I'm I'm not really sure why it wouldn't be a good thing to do. You know, um, so yeah, it'd be just interesting to see what they try and. Um, replace that with, if anything, because maybe, maybe the thing is 
it's not about replacing it, um, which would be even worse, you know, even worse situation. So, so yeah, hopefully um, they they reconsider that because at the end of the day, the the point of having that unconscious bias is to, you know, shift shift minds, um, shift behaviors, um, and even if even if it's I mean, any any type of discussion around that stuff, you know, with professionals that can unpick stuff and, and change people's thought processes, how can that not do good? It just doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, but yeah, time will tell. Um, and recently, uh, BMG has reported that um, black artists um, may have received unfair record contracts, um, which meant that they, they were paid less um, than their white counterparts in regards to royalties and things like that. Um, so yeah, this is this is interesting. Um, I, I, it's, it's the first time I heard anything about that. I'm I'm really surprised that I'm surprised that it's happened. To be fair, and I'm surprised that it it, it, it was it's been exposed. You know, because um, yeah, I, I would have thought they would have tried to hide that in some kind of way because it wouldn't have been a secret. I mean, it would have been kind of obvious yes it just sounds a bit odd but yeah so that's something that I mean I think a lot of artists who are on that label will be definitely looking at their their accounts and their contracts and seeing what's going on there but it says um that there's a there's been a significant difference um in the royalties um given to black artists um so yeah uh the I think the yeah, I think I think there's gonna that's that one is gonna go on a bit more because the music industry has has kind of been hit hard with this pandemic. You know, artists are, are not being able to tour, um, so they'll be scrutinizing their their you know where their money's coming from. So then royalty checks is gonna probably be the only consistent money coming through to them. So for this to come up at this time specifically is um is a big problem. I, I could imagine. So yeah, I'll be watching that. I'll be interested to see how that pans out. Um, so a Timit Tim Timnit Gibru um, used to work for Google. Highly into highly influential. A highly can't even get the word out. A highly influential artificial intelligence computer scientist. So she's at the center of a race row at the moment um, in regards to uh, Google's AI research um, unit or, or, or company, that, that side of the company. Um, and she's basically um, has left. Uh, I, think, I think Google Google's kind of reported it as she's, she's left, but she kind of speaks about it as her being um, uh, um, kicked out, being sacked. Um, and it's over um, a paper that she she was involved in. Um, they didn't like how you know that she basically they said that she omitted um, some relevant research um, within the topic, and they you know they didn't like that. So so yeah, this is where they kind of parted waves. Um, but she's she's a black woman. There's not a lot of black women in tech as it is, um, and it's, it's sad to hear that she believes that it's, it is based on her race. Why why it's happened. The paper that she was looking at, um, that she wrote up on, um, was it was in regards to um, the structural bias against women and and people of ethnic minorities um, when they're using the AI 
uh, facial recognition type stuff. Quite quite technical stuff. Um, not really my my um, my bag, but um, yeah, bigger brains than me dealing with that stuff. But but yeah, either way, she you know she got signatures on an open letter of six thousand people, um, prominent researchers from Google, um, DeepMind division, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, among others, um, all signed in support of her. So. So there's obviously a case to be answered there. So I hope everything works out for her um, and it, it will get sorted out. Um, so something that has worked out for a few people thus far, in, in, at least in word, and you know, hopefully they'll follow through with this and, and get this, put this stuff in the past, is um, the Windrush victims. Um, it's been announced that they will now get at least £10,000 each at the minimum. Um, prior to that, it was the minimum payment was two fifty, two hundred and fifty pounds, which was quite ridiculous. Um, but now it's between ten, ten thousand and a hundred thousand. So yeah, so hopefully these people will be compensated accordingly. Um, I'd be interesting to see what they end up doing for the people who had have passed away, who were waiting for their compensation. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting what happens there. Maybe they'll give it to the families, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this is, you know, I mean, obviously the Windrush situation has been, a f that scandal has been affecting people from the Caribbean um, for, for a while, you know, and these are people that were granted indefinite leave to remain um, in 1971. Um, and yeah, thousands of ch children travelled and with their parents and their parents' passports and then, you know, as adults, they, they, they find out that, that England didn't want them anymore. So a bit of a stain on, on England's recent past, but looks like they're going to rectify it. Um, it's, been, it's been a long struggle, though, for the people that were all involved. So hopefully we'll come to the end of that chapter. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, with, with this all of this stuff that's been going on this year, you know, it's been a year of COVID, it's been a year of Black Lives Matter, um, it really seems like over time things are getting a bit watered down and a bit slowing down in regards to, um, you know, the, the black experience and, you know, highlighting the inequalities in the black experience. Um, and, and for some reason, some, on some level, I can see why, because obviously we're, we're dealing with life and death as well with the COVID situation. But at the same time, I think, you know, slogans like, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, slogans like never again I think that these are slogans that should never be dilute, diluted you know these are slogans that should you know um, stand the test of time and, and not be watered down um, and you know let's separate the, the politics uh, from, from the Black Lives Matter situation and as I, as I said last time you know Black Lives Mattered before BLM so let's if, if people have issues with their organisation and their politics, um, please, you know, support, but separate it from the politics. That's all you have to do, because it's, it's, it is all about support at the end of the day. So, Detta Hedman, um, darts player, uh, the first black woman to compete in the tournament. She's competing in the PDC World Darts Championship um, today. Um, and yeah, she, I mean, she, she's come, I think this is her first um, official um, uh, championship. 
Um, but she was, she, you know, through her years practicing playing and whatnot, she received lo loads of um, racial abuse. She's reported with a, over four decades she's been playing. Um, but, you know, she's 61. She's still at it, still enjoys it. And she's got a competition today with um, Andy Bolton is the person she's playing against. So good luck to her um, on, on that competition. And, um, and yeah, keep going. Detta Hendman, Detta Hendman. Great stuff. Um, this, you know, we, we are coming up to Christmas, you know, we're coming up to Christmas, New Year's. And, you know, with all of this, the new tiers, you know, it's going to be more lockdown than, than we thought. Um, and as we know, one of the things that has gone up more than anything, not more than anything, but it's gone up a lot, along with mental health issues, is um, domestic violence. You know, people are stuck in the house with um, abusers, um, not being able to move out because of the COVID rules, um, not being able to, well, not feeling like they can move around as such. So, so yeah, you know, if you, if you know anybody that's going through that stuff, if you are somebody that's going through that stuff, um, please do contact um, National Domestic Abuse Helpline on 0808-2247. And, you know, at least speak to somebody, you know, at least speak to somebody. Because these these are challenging times for many reasons, and you know, you, you you definitely are not alone when it comes to and being supported in situations like that. So on the health front, um, Ella Adu Kisi Debra Debara um, is the first person to be um, listed as um, air pollution in the UK. Listed as a, her cause of death. She was a, a nine-year-old um, girl who died um, following an asthma attack um, in South London. Um, and so her, her mother predominantly um, has been, you know, fighting to, to kind of, you know, let it be known that it was through air pollution. Um, they lived near the um, South Circular um, of, in Lewisham, um, and her daughter died in 2013. Um, but like I said, now the coroner has um, made it clear that um, it, it definitely contributed to Ella's death. So um, I'm not sure what, what will happen from here, but it is a, a groundbreaking situation. This this the first time it's happened. Um, but before her death, she you know she was in hospital like you know three years three years before her death, she was in the hospital multiple times with seizures. Um, she was admitted, um, I think it was about 20, 27 times, you know. So in all of the signs was there, but I suppose because it wasn't, it was unprecedented and, you know, um, it, so I suppose it was harder for them to take on board that it would be England's air pollution. But now that's clear. There's, I'm sure there's going to be many other cases um, highlighted now because, you know, it wouldn't have been one person, you know. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes for sure. Um, and with the um, COVID and vitamin D, um, they they did their tests to find out how it impacted on on COVID, the vitamin D supplements. So the National Institute for Health, um, Care and Excellence, the NICE um, organization, um, they've I think they've done some tests and they've basically said um, that we should still take the supplements, um, but they need to do more research because um, they haven't found anything conclusive in regards to it impacting COVID in any specific way. 
Um, but for me, like as I said, I've said before, I've I've had um, vitamin D deficiency maybe a decade ago. Found out that I had a vitamin D deficiency. Um, so this is why I have a, a keen understanding about that. Um, and regardless of whether it helps with COVID or not, um, vitamin D deficiency is a, is a real thing, and it really does affect people um, of African descent. Um, amongst other um, people, but definitely people of African descent with dark skin. So, and it does play a part in um, uh, ensuring you have a, a robust immune system. So, regardless of the study, um, well, as I've already said, you know they still advise people take their daily supplements, especially in the winter. Um, so, yeah, I, I it, I'd be interested to hear once they they do their full study. Um, but yes, I, I'm very aware that it is something we definitely need to be on top of. So um, this year is significant for some other reasons. So this year, um, if the last time this particular thing happened was in 1226. So this was when Saturn and Jupiter um, come really close together. Basically, they cross paths and you can, you can see it um, with the naked eye. At this time, it looks like a double planet in the sky. Um, so, yeah, um, they get to their closest point on the 21st, and it's not going to happen for another 400 years. And obviously, none of us are going to be around then. So it's just a, a little something to, you know, maybe look at with the kids. You know, you're not going to see these two planets together like that again. So I'll definitely be looking out for it. I, I do like these... these um, planetary things you know i think it's quite amazing that you can see planets from earth you know um but yeah i mean as a, as a kid they they just look like all all like stars but obviously you've got apps now where you can actually zone in and see exactly what these planets are so so yeah saturn and jupiter the two largest planets actually as well that's quite significant They're the two largest planets in our solar system so um i would definitely be looking out for them between today and tomorrow, because, yeah, the 21st is the last day you'll be able to see it. So um, something that really warmed my heart this, this week is um, hearing about Dionne Warwick um, and her being an avid fan of Twitter. You know, bearing in mind, Dionne Warwick is eight years old, you know, um, iconic soul singer, you know, um, but she's really into her Twitter so much, and she's really witty with it as well. Um and yeah, because, and it, I mean, so much so, people thought that somebody else was manning her account for her. But she's, you know, she's eight years old, but she's up to the up to the speed with um with Twitter. I know people much younger than her that are absolutely baffled by Twitter, um, in and how to use it. So, but yeah, I I definitely say check check out some of her tweets, man. She's 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 got a, a very um unique uh, comedy streak that runs through her, her posts on there. So, yeah, really good. So, um, I was going to say spoiler alert, but it's not going to be that much of a spoiler because these, uh, these next two movies I haven't watched. I, pl I did plan to watch them before this podcast, but got a bit busy. But um, So, a movie uh, called Come Away um, with um, David Olu Olulowa, um, and Angie, Angelina Jolie. Um, so, so David is black, and obviously Angela's white, and they play the appearance of um, the young 
Alice and um, from Alice in Wonderland and Peter um, from Peter Pan. So, um, so it's, I think it's supposed to be like a prequel to Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan. Um, but obviously it depicts um, the two characters as a mixed race children, you know, with, with the um, two different parents. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious to see. I mean, it's nice that they've done that, but I, I mean, I like these, these fantasy type stories. So I definitely, it's, it'd be a nice show to watch with the kids, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one I'm going to watch for sure. I'll probably, maybe I'll speak about it next, on the next podcast and give you some feedback um, with spoiler alerts, obviously. Um, and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is now on Netflix, come out on Friday. Um, this is Chadwick um, Boseman's last film um, with Viola Davis, um, real life story of the icon um, Ma Rainey. Um, so I am definitely going to watch that tomorrow. Definitely, that is my movie to watch tomorrow. I've been waiting for that for a while. So, um, so yeah, I'll probably speak on that one. But yes, so I'm not, you know, I keep saying spoiler alert, but I'm not going to give out any spoilers. But I watched um, the final instalment of um, Small Axe. Um, it was called Education, um, about a 12-year-old boy, Kingsley, um, transferred to special needs school. And, you know, all of the things that Elia were, um, were doing at that time during the 70s, I had no clue that this, that stuff was going on. Um, I knew about the schools, the type of schools and, you know, um, that they'd send kids to um, that weren't, you know, couldn't get on with the work, you know, uh, when, you know could, just couldn't get on with the work in the school. So they had to send them to the, to the lesser type schools. But I didn't understand the whole process. So watching this, it was, it was quite heartfelt, to be fair. Um, yeah, really heartfelt. I'd, def I'd definitely say to watch that. I mean, I know people have, have really dug... Um, Steve McQueen out over these um, five acts episodes um, five small acts episodes but for me I, I think just as a body of work like I mean these are five episodes you know um, and they, they do shine a light whether you like his direction skills and stuff like that is you know that's fair enough but he has shone a light on the black experience you know you know things things that even me as a black man i i didn't even know so me personally i'm happy that he made them you know and it's i mean it's easy to to pick out and and, and pull down and and have opinions and stuff and there's nothing wrong with it to be fair you, you know you he, he's put it out there it's a it's piece of work and it's for us to to like it critique it and whatnot um but i i think I think I look at it like a, it's like an album, like a music album. You know, if you, you, you buy an album, if you just hear one song on it, um, you know, you, 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 can't, you can't judge an album on one song. And, you know, you need to hear it as you, you watch all of it, you see all of it, and then you, you make a judgment on the lot. And I think, I think it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, he, he <laughs> but like I said, that, the Lovers Rock one, that, that really um, got people's goats up. Um, but I think in balance, it's, it, I think it's good. It's a good piece of work. The lot. Um, I did. I, if I, if I'm going to critique, I'd say, what episode was it? There was a, yeah, the last one with um, the last one with da, 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 that was with the writer, the writer who went to. Be, oh, it's gone out of my mind now. But anyway, that last one, the actors that they used. Um, 
they, the accents, it was the accents, that was it, in the last one. Um, yeah, the accents weren't correct. I mean, considering it was based in London, I think it sounded like a lot of the actors were from up north and they didn't have good London accents. So that was the only thing on that. But the story, the story was a factual story and it, it told the story clearly. Um, but yeah, that would be... But like I said, we, we can pick and prod at these things, but I, I think on the whole it was good. Very informative. Very informative. So in regards to books this week... Um, I've been asked to um, speak on a book called Me and White Supremacy, a guided journal by um, Leila Saad. Um, Leila's work is driven by her powerful desire to become a good ancestor. I really, I really like that. When I, when I read that, um, you know, her desire is to become a good ancestor. Yeah, that, that, should be, that should be something we all want to be, you know, a good ancestor. Um, but yeah, she, she, she wants to leave a legacy of healing um, and liberation um, to all those that come after her. So, so yeah, um, so definitely check that out. Me and White Supremacy, a guided journal. Definitely check that book out. Um, so yeah, this, so I mean, look, this week is, these last couple of weeks have been quite historic and quite, you know, changing um with the vaccines coming last week and then you know we go into this week and then the virus has changed although like i said this virus was changing before then um from the denmark mink situation um and you know to be fair all of these things are out of our hands these are things that we can't do much about we don't know much about it this is why everybody's got opinions and and stuff like that but even you know learned people who who know science you know um don't ha they don't even have all the answers um but my opinion is this is that we can only control certain things and and the things that we can control we should take control of so we can control what we eat you know so we should we should make sure that we're we're filling our body with nutrients you know, um, we can control what we drink. You know, we should drink lots of water and 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 liquid that that fuels us. You know, but definitely drinking lots of water. We need a lot of water. Um, we should get fresh air. You know, we should make sure we get out and get fresh air. Um, and we should try and do like thirty minutes of some kind of physical movement. You know, if you can walk, you know, go and do thirty minutes of walking a day. You know, if you, if, you, if you can't walk, you can move. You know, if you can move, just movement, physical movement, that's going to get you a little bit tired. Um, but these, these are things that we can do, and these are things that help us, you know, remain healthy on, on multiple levels. And ultimately, they make us feel good, you know. In, in these times when seemingly there's not a lot to make us feel good, you know, exercise, I can definitely vouch, exercise definitely makes you feel good might feel like a bit of a struggle when you're going through it, but it definitely makes you feel good. But I think our, our eating habits, I'm, I'm, I've certainly said it before, I really can't understand why uh, the powers that be don't emphasise how important um, we, it is for us to new, you know, eat nutrients, you know, you, know, um, you know, drink a lot of water. You know, nourish our bodies. You know, and and avoid the junk stuff. You know, I know it's coming up to Christmas and stuff, and we're we're going to eat things that overeating things that maybe we we shouldn't. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we're not we're not monks. 
you know. Um, but we do need to, on the whole, be mindful of what we're eating, you know, reduce the salt, you know, reduce the processed stuff, reduce the sugar, you know. We, need, we do need to do that, you know. That's how we build up our immune system, you know. There's nothing, there's nothing else out there that's really going to build our immune system other than what we ingest. There isn't anything else. It is about what we ingest. So, yeah, that's something we can control. And I think we should we should do that more and more, you know. Um, and yeah, it makes us feel good, you know. It makes us feel good, you know. Definitely. So, thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today, and hopefully you can join me in the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.